Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Bodkin Show weekly wrap-up. Welcome back, folks. I am that dude, as always, Bodkins. Uh, Man, what an incredible week we've had so far here on this channel. We got more things to come. Uh, Before we get into uh, the wrap-up, as always, but let's uh, talk about all my life events that have happened in this past week, what's been going on here uh, Sunday morning. Um, the boys joined, uh, we did our second episode of head kicks and haymakers. Uh, look that up. It's actually episode one listed on the channel. Cause I like to do the preview and post shows as separate episode one. That was this Sunday. Uh, we talked to uh, all things UFC. We'll get into, uh, you know, some of that stuff here at the end as always, but talked a little, you know, matchmaking Connor's future, things like that. Also, um, you know, Sunday night to make sure you check out. We had uh, sweet baby Ray Hayes on. Uh, he is the MMA li- fight hard lightweight champion. And this Saturday, good luck to Ray. Uh, he'll be fighting uh, for the featherweight title at Shamrock FC. Uh, that's right. Shamrock FC. Uh, he'll be fighting for the featherweight, so he's dropping down weight. Good luck to Ray uh, as he becomes an adventure to try to become two-time champ. That's right, double champ champ as an amateur uh, for two different divisions, two different uh, in two different weight classes, two different promotions too. It sounds like so. Uh, good luck to Ray. We wish him the best of luck here. Make sure you sit down and watch that interview. Uh, Ray had a lot to say about his fight career, what's coming up, what's happened in the past. Um, so we'll get back. We'll get with Ray uh, again after a week or two. Talk about what happened on his fight this Saturday as, uh, we wish him the best, of, best of luck. Um, Monday night, catch the buffoon and Bodkins. Uh, we had Ryan Larson talk coming on and Jonathan Grisham coming on talking baseball and fantasy football. Uh, pretty good show there we had on Monday. So make sure you're checking that out as well. Uh, Saturday night, before I forget, I was on Let's Talk Sports, and uh, we just did a little wrap-up of uh, the Packers, how I'm feeling, and we'll get into some of that here in just a little bit as well. So that was uh, the Bodkins week that was, and now it's time to get into the sports world that was. Uh, As always, we start off with the NFL, folks. Um, I'm also going to give you my predictions here for two divisions, but let's get into some of the news here. Deontay Johnson uh, signed a two-year extension with the Steelers, so he was kind of that weight class uh, draft. I said weight class draft class uh, that had uh, DK Metcalf, who got his deal done. Debo got a deal done. Uh, AJ Brown got a deal done. So Deontay was the last one, but he was Terry McLaurin was in that draft class too. Also got a deal done, uh, and now uh, they're trying to Deontay gets his deal done. Uh, it's a two-year deal, two-year extension. Uh, 27 uh, million guaranteed, but he can make up to 39.5 million with incentives. So, uh, nice deal for the Steelers. One wide receiver, one there. Uh, it looks like 
you know, I mean, if Chase Claypool can get ever get it, get his head out of his butt. Uh, they also drafted Pickens as well from Georgia. So, I mean, hey, we'll see what happens there in Pittsburgh. I mean, that's going to be an interesting team. Um, new quarterback, Big Ben's gone. Deontay's had a little bit of trouble with the old dropsies, but, I mean, I think he fit, he's going to fit real well in there, whoever whoever the quarterback is. In uh, – under NFL news, Rokon Smith yesterday, uh, Bears linebacker who they drafted a couple years ago to be their uh, was their first overall draft pick. It's asked to be traded, saying pretty much stating that the um, new GM and the Bears front office they're not um, they're they're not favoring or, or negotiating good faith. Pretty much saying like every deal they offer me could hurt me and hurt the the market. Uh, a lot of bad things have come out. They pretty much just said like there's de escalators in this contract. Uh, no player in the NFL outside of quarterbacks have like de-escalators. Like if you miss a tackle or I don't, he never came out and said what those de-escalators were, but I guess if you miss a tackle or, you know, you don't play a certain amount of snaps, uh, this and that, maybe that's uh, what he's talking about. But Roquan, uh, you know, is asked to be traded. Hey man, come on over to green Bay. We could use another nice linebacker. Uh, I don't, the bears probably won't try make that deal. He does become a free agent, but they can also franchise tag him. They're asking them to move uh, linebacker positions. For They were in a 3-4, now moving to a 4-3. So we'll see uh, what happens there with uh, Roquan. He wrote out a nice letter to Bears fans saying, hey, man, I wanted to be this generation's uh, Brian Urlacher, uh, you know, Dick Buckkiss, Mike Singletary, um, all the, you know, all the great Bears linebackers. I wanted to continue that. Uh, and unfortunately, now it looks like he's going to be asked to be traded. Uh, in other news, um, Jets, uh, offensive lineman, Mikhail Beckin, he was, uh, he, had, uh, he, uh, was carted off, uh, in training camp. Uh, remember Mikhail Beckin, he was the, uh, 11th, uh, <coughs> their first round pick 11th overall pick, uh, back in 2020. And he's just had a second knee surgery in the last 11 months. So, uh, I mean, going to be tough to come back for, uh, you know, for Mr. Beckin here and, Tough for the Jets fans. I mean, your quarterback's more got more notoriety for uh, you know doing some off the field things with some uh, you know elderly ladies, uh, some some cougars out there, I guess, than he is uh, for making plays on the football field. It's a re reported rumor that uh, Joe Flacco's looked better in J Jets camp than than Zach ha than Zach Wilson has. Uh, last week we got into it. I remember I talked to you guys. Uh, I said. Uh, Deshaun Watson got the uh, six-game suspension. Well, the NFL has now appealed that suspension. What that means is they're still pushing for uh, a longer uh, suspension. Now, the judge has come out, um, and the reason they're, the NFL is pushing it is because she said the crime was committed, that uh, you know Deshaun had uh, you know a predatorial mindset, that he was out there trying to get these girls and do, you know, nasty things and just nasty stuff with towels and massages and uh, just couldn't keep his hands to himself or off himself, should I say. Uh, you know, so the NFL has appealed that they're trying to, you know, get, I think they, they're, they want uh, a full season for Deshaun. Now it's been reported that he was offered uh, 12 or 13 games hefty fine and he turned that deal down. Uh, so must, he he must still feel pretty confident that this six game is going to stay. And now they now it's going to see another judge who 
is uh, head into criminal stuff. But we know Deshaun's not going to be on the field for the first six games. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, after that, whether it's going to be more, more or not. Uh, that pretty much sums up the quick NFL news before we break down two divisions here that um, we're going to break down. Pulling up my phone here so I can pull up all this. Uh, so the first division is my own division here, the NFC North. We'll just do the NFC, two, two more NFC divisions, and then uh, next week we'll do our last NFC plus one AFC Uh I mean, football's right around the corner, folks. They said this weekend's the last weekend we have without professional football, college football together, I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't really consider preseason. I don't watch hardly much. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. Um, but, I mean, my first – so we get into the MC North. We'll go bottom to top again, and then we'll, we'll recap. So the fourth team is the Bears. I mean, I just think that – I, I think Justin Fields, I think the world of this kid, uh, I think he's got talent, but he doesn't have much talent around him. Uh, I mean, you're looking at your wide receiver one being Darnell Mooney. Uh, I mean, you don't have a second wide receiver at all. I mean, everybody's talking about uh, Equanimous St. Brown. I'll pass. Seen him in Green Bay. Um, you know, maybe you got Brian Pringle. Nope. Uh, not much of an offensive line. Their offensive line's been banged up that uh, Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted like second second round last year, still they're talking about trading him, missed all of last year for the most part. Um, you know, they do have David Montgomery, which is nice. That defense, I mean, gone is Khalil Mack. You know, who knows what happens? We just talked about Roquan. Who knows what happens with Roquan? Uh, I mean, they, their secondary is pretty nice. Eddie, uh, you know, Eddie Jackson, uh, you know, Kyler Gordon, a couple rookies there um, as well. But I just think, I mean, this Bears team is just going to be bad, folks. <laughs> That's just what it comes down to. They could easily be uh, the first-round draft pick. And I'm not being a hater. They could easily be the worst team in the league this year. Uh, I just, I mean, who knows? Um you know, new coaching staff, new GM. I mean, they don't have a whole lot. Uh, not a lot of playmakers on the offensive side. Um, they didn't do any field. You know, everybody was already questioned Justin Fields. And then I know this, this, you know, this GM and this, you know, regime didn't draft Justin Fields. And they'll always use that as a crutch probably. But here's the thing. Like, I get, I get you didn't draft the kid, but help the kid out. You didn't do him any favors in the draft or in not going out and getting anybody in the draft. Yeah, or, or in free agency. It's not like they brought in, you know, key wide receivers here or even a good veteran wide receiver. Uh, so I've, and the Bears are in full mode, full blown re rebuild. I mean, that's why they got traded Khalil Mack and everything else. Uh, the number three team here, this is going to surprise them for folks, and they could be easily be the number two team, but I just got a feeling, and we'll get into it, uh, but number three here is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, new coaching, new coach, and it comes from the Sean McVay tree, so I mean, it's not a bad a bad tree to come from. My, my own team comes from that tree, uh, which again, we'll get into a little bit, but offensively man they got some weapons i mean 
and I probably this is probably stupid of me for picking him third, and you know, but I just have a feeling, uh, just something about the other team that's gonna that I'm over, uh, I'm about. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I mean, Kurt's not. It's just I, I'll never buy into the Kirk Cousin hype train. Uh, I'll never. I just, I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Guys want lost too many big games. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. They got all the pieces around him, though. I mean, Dalvin Cook, top five, six running back in the league, maybe top three. Uh, Justin Jefferson, top five wide receiver in the league at wide receiver one. Uh, you have the crafty Adam Thielen. He's uh, talking about how good this team can be. And he seems motivated. He seems motivated and ready. Uh, you know, and if Adam Thielen's your two on your team, you got a pretty good solid wide receiver core. Uh, you know, KJ Osborne as well. Yeah, tied in Irv Smith. He's got some talent, but can he stay healthy? And then you get to the defensive side. I mean, Daniil Hunter is one of the best linebackers in, in this, uh, you know, in this division. They did add to Darius Smith from the Packers, but. I mean, that'll be – if he can stay – can he stay on the field? That's – you know, that'll be a huge question mark for them. Uh, still got Patrick Peterson. You know, Harrison Smith is still a stud. Jordan Hicks. They added, you know, Eric Kendricks. I don't really – their linebacker inside is not that great. And, you know, outside of Daniil Hunter – I just, you know, it'll be new. It'll be, I'm more, it's not that I'm hating on Minnesota and that's the reason I'm picking their third team. I actually just like this the second team, the best, and that's the Detroit Lions, folks. I got the Lions finishing second here. I think them and Minnesota will finish somewhere right around each other. So similar records. I just, and I'm not, maybe I'm, I'm not buying into the, I was on the Lions train before last night's hard knocks, but I mean, you could run a wall you know, you could probably run a wall, run through a wall for Dan Campbell the way he, uh, the way he motivates people, man. And uh, I just like what they added to their team. You know, uh, adding Jamison Williams, Williamson in the draft. DJ, they had DJ Chark. I added him as well. Uh, you know, Swell coming back uh, his second year. TJ Hawkinson, still if he can stay healthy. Uh, the offensive line's pretty still decent. Uh, you know, DeAndre Swift, very capable running back, you know, Jared Goff. I mean, who, so that's, I always say when it's a tie, when, when two teams are tied, I always say, Hey, what's the most important position in football? Uh, and that's the quarterback who's got the better quarterback. And then maybe, and I think Jared Goff just a smidge is better than, um, Kirk Cousins, just a smidge better than Cousins. That's why I like the Lions. Um, the Lions, you know, number one pick eight, or number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchison. You know, they added him. Uh, if their secondary can stay healthy, you know, Jeff Okuda, he's hasn't, you know, hopefully, I mean, this is really still kind of like his rookie years. Now he even played 16 games, can't, hasn't been a stay healthy. Uh, Walker's okay. Their defense is going to be, you know, questionable. That's going to be, can they get pressure? Can they force some turnovers? for the lions uh i like their offense their defense is going to be a you know real questionable and hard to you know stop teams but 
them in Minnesota. And I just like, I like the Lions to take that second step. This is their second year under Dan Campbell, uh, second year for Jared Goff, uh, new OC, new, you learn things and the continuity stays the same. They added some nice pieces. I like the Lions just a smidge over Minnesota. And then the number one team, of course, my Packers. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Packers fan, folks. I honestly just believe that. And we're not going to be, I think we're, I've told people this, we're not going to be great starting out. I think if we, we're going to get hot late as uh, Aaron develops a uh, relationship with his receivers. But as long as number 12 is uh, standing upright and we have the best, I think we, this is the best defense Aaron's ever going to pl play with. This is the best defense in the division. One of the top five defenses in the league, I, I believe, on paper. If everybody can stay healthy. Uh, I know our wide receiver is uh, room is real empty, but we still got, I mean, give me Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon as two of the uh, best running backs in that running back room in, in, in all of football. Uh, add them to, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur, year, th year four here. Uh, they continuing to grow as long as Aaron Rodgers is still like, again, as long as number 12 is still out there uh, playing an MVP caliber caliber, he doesn't even have to play MVP caliber. He's not going to, I don't think he'll win three straight MVPs. Uh, he, you know, I just, they're just not going to allow that to happen. But I mean, he, as long as he, he's not going to throw, he's not going to throw a bunch of interceptions. That's not going to happen. His inter touchdown interception ratio still be out outlandish. It'll still be, you know, 26 to five or some something like that or 26 to three or 30 to three or who knows something something absurd and crazy like that uh that's just what he is as long as he's still can taking those psychedelic drugs man let him let him <laughs> you know we're still gonna be number one as long as aaron's uh out there taking shrooms and uh throwing dimes you know we wanted to break down one more nfc team and that's the NFC division. So recap the the North here. I about said the Central. Uh, for all you kids, that's what it used to be called. But the NFC North, I uh, got Green Bay one, Lions two, Vikings three, and then uh, Minnesota four. So let's get into the NFC East here. Man, I've really gone back and forth here, but again, we'll start from the bottom to the top. Uh, I got the Giants four. And that's just because I don't trust Danny Dimes. They got it. Man, they have so much talent. Uh, I mean, just so much talent there in New York. Their offensive line's getting better. I wouldn't say so much talent, but they got some talent. Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, if he could ever stay healthy. We, you know, we know the troubles with uh, Saquon. If he could continue to be healthy and put a, a full healthy season. Got some rookies on their offensive line, but. I mean, if those guys can, you know, later down the the season, get some continuity and get some playing time, they'll be all right. Uh, defense is, I mean, you know, it's going to be better than what it's expected to be. Got uh, the rookie, uh, Kavion Thibodeau uh, out of Oregon. He was, you know, ranked, was number five. Got Julian Love still there. Uh, their corner's going to be a little questionable but i mean if that defense still got leonard williams still got dexter lawrence like they that defense is good it's better than what than what people are going to say it is but i mean you can't be running out danny dimes out there i think this is danny dimes's last uh last year i mean i like their coach i like day ball i think he's going to be a heck of a coach 
Uh, but I just don't think that the Giants, I'm not buying it, man. Um, but then we get to the uh, my number three team here. And that's uh, the I about said the Washington the bad word Washington Commanders, and I like what they their defense is just I mean their defense they have probably the best front seven maybe one of the best front sevens in football. I mean Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, you know uh, Chase Young. I mean Davis is pretty good as well. Cole Holcomb. You know, Kendall Fuller, that's a good front seven. Uh, their secondary will be, you know, is, is growing and improving. Again, I just worry about, uh, you know, everything else with them. I mean, we know that Terry McLaurin's a stud. Uh, can Jonathan Dotson, uh, you know, the rookie wide receiver that they drafted, can he develop into be a, a good number two? You know, they have Curtis Samuel. You know, have Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick is there as well. Their quarterback position's in flux. I didn't mind Caleb Haneke. I mean, I don't know if is Carson Wentz that much better than Caleb Haneke. I don't know. I'm not trusting Carson Wentz, though. Uh, we've seen that show more than once. There's a reason th two teams kicked his butt out after, uh, you know, there's a reason the Colts kicked him out last year, said get him out. There's a reason the Eagles said get him out. So, and they're and the commanders are buying in on him. I, if Wentz can just play normal, I mean, this is a team of two years ago that won the division and that defense carried the way. Now they're going to need, they're a team that could potentially win that division. And they're a team that, uh, you know, but they just, they're a team that to win that division, all their, all their breaks have to go the right way. I'm not too sure that happens. Uh, and then we get to, I've gone back and forth here on these two teams. And then, and then I say, uh, again, what, what's my tiebreaker? Who's got the better quarterback that I can trust? Um, when everything is even, who's the quarterback that I can trust? That's the, that's, that's always my tiebreaker. So with that being said, my number two through number two team in this division is the Philadelphia Eagles. I know, um, I mean, they added, we know we just talked about, they got A.J. Brown. They got still got Devontae Smith. Uh, you know, the offensive line is still intact. That Their defense is stacked. I mean, we, we talked, they got Jordan Davis with Fletcher Cox. You know, Jonathan Hargrove. Uh, you know, Josh Sweat. They, you know, Darius Slay still there. You know, they got James Bradbury as well. I mean... The Eagles, it's all on, it's all on Jalen Hurts. I mean, I've said this from day one of, you know, and I'll say it again. The two players that have the most pressure this year is Jalen Hurts and Tua. Uh, because their teams pushed all their chips in the middle of the table and said, this is your show. You're our guy. You're the one that's uh, going to have to lead us to the promised land. Can Jalen Hurts get it done? We're going to find out. The pressure will be on him. I like, uh, but I got Philly as the three, as the two, number two team. And then it pains me to say this, but 
how about them Cowboys to win your NFC East for the second straight year? Now, I know that's even crazier because this division, no, but no team has won this division like back to back in like several years. Uh, so, but I think the Cowboys can get it done if they can stay healthy, which I already, they're already not healthy. <laughs> that's so tough. Uh, I mean, I love CD lamb. I think Michael Gallup, when he comes back can be huge for, you know, huge for them. They still have a good offensive line. I mean, it's not as good as it once was a couple years ago. Uh, I love their, their running backs and Zeke and Tony Pollard. You know, we'll see what happens with that defense. That defense came on strong. You know, another year with Micah Parsons, now year two, I think he's going to be even better. Uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs is what he is. I mean, he's going to make some plays for you. But he also could get burnt at the same time. Uh, but I just think, you know, still got Demarcus Lawrence there. I, I just think with Micah Parsons, you know, he could be – he's a game changer, folks. Uh, we saw what he did last year. Imagine what he's going to do in year two now uh, as well. So I don't like their head coach. I mean, I've been on that. Uh, I'm not – and that's – so I think the Eagles, Sirianni and McCarthy are about even. So I took – the only reason I took the Cowboys is because of Dak Prescott. I've seen Dak. I've seen him get it done. Uh, I trust him more than I trust Jalen Hurts. So I give the edge just enough to the Cowboys. So to recap the NFC East here, I have uh, the Giants at four, the uh, Commanders at three, Eagles at two, Cowboys at one. So Cowboys one, Eagles two, Commanders three, Giants four. Uh, that's the NFC East. And we'll break down two more divisions next week. We'll get into uh, NBA news. Not much news here in the NBA, but I got to talk about a few things I meant to talk about here earlier. Uh, Draymond Green has come out and said, hey, Golden State, pay me my money. Pay me. I want to be a max player. You guys wouldn't be uh, NBA champions. There wouldn't. They, you guys wouldn't have won the championship without me. Draymond Green woke up and thought he was Steph Curry. That's what happened. Uh, Draymond Green is out here trying to get clickbaits for his podcast. That's what's going on. Draymond knows that he's not the best player on that team. Uh, Draymond knows that his best basketball days are behind him. He's trying to get some money. That's why he's starting up this podcast, trying to start different things on TV, because you know what? Draymond knows that, uh, he is out of those, that big three, he's the first one that's going to go. They can win a championship without Draymond Green. You can't win a championship without Stephen Curry. You know why? Because he's one of the top five best basketball players in the NBA, the greatest shooter of all time. That's who deserves another extension. Give that man his money. Draymond was nowhere to be found a lot of times uh, in that in that finals. He he's going to get replaced by Weissman and a couple other guys. Kumanga, uh, you know. Wiggins outperformed him. He was more of the bigger three. You know, Jordan Poole, keep those guys around and get rid of Draymond Green and get rid of the headache and problem that Draymond brings. I mean, he's a dirty guy. I mean, he does a lot of the dirty work, and he's a guy that can be a leader. But Draymond's uh, getting too big for his head here. It's time for Draymond. I, if I'm if I'm the Warriors and Draymond says, hey, man, I want a contract extension, I'll say, see you later. You can get a contract extension playing for the Sacramento Kings or somebody like that. Uh, see you later. Where, you know, that court will have to break up and I'll keep Clay and Steph 
from that three before I ever keep Draymond Green. Uh, there's a lot of guys that can play like Draymond Green. Uh, a lot of guys who are undersized, uh, but aren't less, you know, and can do the dirty work and be a great role player than Draymond can, than Draymond is. Draymond's best basketball days are behind him, folks. Draymond, stop. Stop. Stop, Draymond, stop. <laughs> From one... uh crazy story and one i guess uh you know one guy from a, you know, just i don't know i don't even know what the word is uh, you know from one wannabe superstar to the to a superstar now it's been reported that kd uh kevin durant uh remember he's still searching for a trade the nets aren't you know haven't traded him yet unless it's boston i don't think that gets deal, deal gets done i still believe that uh you know, they're going to um, keep KD. I've said that before. Uh, I'll take – but KD's once the GM gone. How are you going to want the guy that, that brought you in and is willing to do everything and anything for you to be gone so you can boss around somebody else? Makes no sense. Uh, so and, – and speaking of Nets drama here, it was reported – now this is uh, – it was reported that uh, they had asked – Simmons in a group chat to play game four of the first round series against Boston. And then uh, Simmons dipped out of the group chat. Now it's been reported that is false. That is false. But I mean, the fact that that was reported and the fact that everybody believed it was like, yeah, I could see that shows you exactly what the world thinks of Ben Simmons. Uh, I guess that report Shams is, uh, Sham Sharanis reported that report is not true. Uh, but I mean, Rick, I think it was Rick Buecher I seen had said that that report was true. So, I mean, you got a rep reputable source that says that was true. But the fact that it was like, you know what? If there was one guy that was like, hey, his teammates asked him to play and he dipped out of the group chat, probably be Ben Simmons. That or Kyrie Irving, right? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, Wow. Uh, what is Ben Simmons? You know, uh, we were in my group chat with Kenny and Craig and Kenny kind of asked, what's Ben Simmons got to do to like get the media and get people on his side? And I just said, he's got to win a championship. Like, I mean, Ben Simmons leads a team to a championship. Then all this bad crap about him will go away. But I just don't think, I think the guy to me, uh, Oh shoot. We'll get into that. Just break the news real fast. Uh, but anyway, um, I forgot. Oh, to me, Ben Simmons rather be a celebrity than a uh, NBA player. Now, the problem is he's got to continue to be somewhat of an NBA player to be a celebrity. Ben Simmons wants to be, uh, who's that guy that married the Kardashians? Uh, Humphreys. He'd rather be a, a role player, Humphreys. But the fact is, and uh, be on reality TV shows and hang out with the Kardashians. Then, uh, you know, be uh, lead a team to the NBA championship. That's just my take. I don't know the guy. Never met the guy. Uh, that's just what I see from the outside. I could be dead wrong, but he hasn't proved me that I'm wrong. The problem is Ben Simmons was number one overall draft pick, so he can't be Humphreys. He's got he can't be a role player. He's supposed to be a star. Hey, learn to shoot the damn basketball, bro. Get on the court. 
All right, let's get into some baseball here. I told y'all we'd be bringing out the old Bodkins baseball power rankings. Uh, that's right. The B P B R the Bodkins baseball power rankings. All right. So, uh, we'll start bottom to top again, work our way down. Then we'll recap. Uh, number 10, I have a th mixture of three teams at the 10. I know, I know that's crappy, but I just couldn't pick out which three of these teams, uh, they're all both, all three are five and five in the last 10, but the Mariners, Braves, Blue Jays, they're all in that bottom 10, uh, all three fighting for a wild card spot. Pull up, uh, standings here real quick. Um, Blue Jays are in that wild card spot with um, they're up they're up a game and a half. Seattle's a, in the second wild card spot, uh, half game up on Tampa Bay, but I got the Blue Jays. Uh, so I got the and then the Braves they're winning the in a wild card spot right now. So that's kind of my three teams right there. My number nine team is uh, the Padres. Six, they're 62 and uh, 51. They're five and five of the last 10. I slid the Padres in there. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're a game back of the Phil of the Phillies right now for that second wild card spot. And we'll get to the Phillies here in just a little bit as well. But the Padres, they made that nice trade. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I, they're just so talented on all. I mean, that roster so talented. Uh, I hope they get into the playoffs just because they're so talented. Uh, no, my number <laughs> eight team, this is going to surprise some people, but the Baltimore Orioles, baby, Baltimore Orioles, 58 and 52. They're seven and three in their last 10. I mean, they've been one of the hotter teams in baseball. They're only a half game back of the wild card, man. I I'm kind of rooting for them, but I kind of picked, I, I picked the blue Jays at the beginning of the year to, to win the East, but now and they're not going to obviously do that. And I'm rooting for the Mariners. So maybe I should just root for the O's and the Mariners. But I don't think the O's will get in. But right now, I got them number eight on the old uh, Bodkins power rankings. Just because they've been hot. I mean, uh, seven and three the last ten. And if you haven't seen this Adley Rushman kid, I mean, wow. That catcher is uh, fantastic. He's going to be a good young uh, he's a young, pitch, young catcher. Uh, he's going to be the face of the O's for a long time. Uh, since the, he was called up, it's kind of when the O's turned it around. Uh, they're going to start winning. Uh, I think they're going to start buying him and building around that kid. That kid is an absolutely stud. Uh, Adley Rushman, for you folks, remember the name. Uh, and, and the O's even traded Trey Mancini. So I thought they were like totally buying, even if they sold a little bit at the trade deadline, because they didn't really add a whole lot to come back to try to make that playoff push. But Maybe they just feel like, hey, whatever happens, happens. And then next year we can make that run. But, man, go Baltimore, bro. Uh, let's see. My number seven team here, I got the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they're 57 and 52, winning the AL Central. Uh, they've won their last three. They're six and four in their last ten. Them and the Twins are tied Minnesota or the White Sox a game and a half back in that division. So that division's really up for grabs there, but I got the guardians as number seven in the old Hodkins power rankings, my number six team. I got, it pains me to say it, 
but this is what they do every year. I've, I, I've said this on other shows. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, they're 60, <coughs> 60 and 49, 8 and 2 in their last 10. Uh, they're game up on the Brewers in the NL Central. This is what the Cardinals do. They're going to take off right now. These last month and a half of the season, uh, they're going to win the they're going to win the division. They're probably going to make it to the NLCS because again, that's just what they do. That's who they are. Um, it's just the Cardinals, and I hate them because this is what they do all the time. I've seen it my whole life. Uh, they are not very good first half of the season, and then bam, second half of the season they take off. The Brewers are trading their their catcher. We talked about that last week. The Brewers are falling off, and this is where the Cardinals going to take them over and never look back and win that division. And I hate it. But I got them number six in the Bodkins Power Rankings. My number five team, I just mentioned them earlier, the Philadelphia Phillies. Man, have they been hot. And it's wondered, It's you're like, man, earlier in the year, you almost forget that they fired their manager, Joe Girardi. It's no wonder they fired him because they've been a lot better since uh, the Phillies – 61 and 48 they've won uh their last six so they're real hot nine and one in their last 10 uh and i could have put them higher and i should have probably put them higher because how good they are and how good they're playing um the phillies right now i just said that they're they're the second they're game up on the padres and milwaukee for that second wild card spot uh look they look to be getting you know, I mean, that's going to be a race. We'll see what happens here. See if the Phillies can sneak in. Uh, I hope they don't because I was on this podcast. I commented on a different podcast, and these two Philly fans were like, that's the dumbest take of all time. Usually, Because I said they should have been sellers. And they're like, that's the dumbest take of all time. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? They're still not going to win the World Series, so it doesn't matter. So you should have sold anyway. Now I hope you don't win the playoffs. Yeah. Anyway. Just so I can uh, pull that clip back up and be like, I told y'all I was right. Uh, anyway, and then we get to the number four ranked Bodkins Power Rankings. in the, uh, And I got the New York Yankees. Overall, they're probably the, the, uh, one of the best teams uh, in baseball. But I like to make my, my, my power rankings a mixture of what's going on and overall season. So the Yankees are the number four. Uh, Yankees are 71 and and 40 but the problem is the yankees have been losing a little bit here folks they are three and seven in their last 10 so uh their last 10 is not they haven't been that hot uh then we get to the number three team we get the astros they're seven and 71 and 40 them and the yankees are battling for that uh number one spot in the al uh they'll probably can you know uh clash with each other in the alcs that'll be a great series i think they're, they're the two best teams in baseball top to bottom uh, but the Astros five and five in their last 10. And then we get to the number two team. I almost had them as number one, but, uh, the New York Mets, they're 72 and 39. The Grom is back. They got Scherzer. I mean, that Diaz, when that plays, uh, he that I mean that place erupts when he is out there uh, <laughs> when he's coming to close games and they have been loving it. They're they've won five in a row. I mean had a sweep of the Braves in there, eight and two in their last ten. Degrom's back. 
Scherzer's there. That team is ready to make a run. Unfortunately, I'm not a Mets fan, but I mean, I guess if I had to pick a New York team, right? Uh, then we get to the number one team right now in baseball, number one ranked in the old Bodkins Power Rankings, the LA Dodgers, 76 and 33. Uh, they've won nine in a row, and they're nine and one their last 10. I mean, that team is. They just continue to be good every year. They didn't even add and go out and make that big splashy move in the, in, you know, at the deadline. They just stayed pat, stayed ready, uh, ready to make a run. Remember, they won the World Series what two years ago? Lost in the NLCS last year. I mean, they're just every year they're there. Um, every year they're there. Every year they're ready to make a move. Uh, they always bring in the great, the right guy at the right time. Uh, Dave Roberts is a heck of a manager, been there, done that. So Dodgers. So to recap the Obodkins baseball power rankings here, I got Dodgers one, Mets two, Astros three, Yankees four, Phillies at five, Cardinals at six, Guardians at seven, O's at eight, Padres at nine, and then a three-team tie race at 10, Mariners, Braves, Blue Jays. Uh, we're down in the final stretch of the baseball season, folks. We'll probably do – uh maybe at the end of the month beginning september one more last uh power rankings and then we'll break down the playoffs when it gets here baby we're we're uh, finally at the mayor end almost the end of the marathon of baseball a uh, couple playoff there's only a few divisional races um that can happen the wild card's still pretty much wide open as we alluded to uh now let's get into the final ufc uh news here I actually just popped up. I got a breaking news. ESPN or who was it that reported this here? Hold on a second. MMA Junkie uh, you, is uh, reporting that Uriah Hall retires from MMA. Uh, but, uh, and if you remember Uriah Hall, he was on tough, had the great knockout, reached some higher levels in the middleweight. Um, in fact, before his retirement, I can tell you what he was ranked here. He was ranked, I mean, just always seemed to, he was ranked number 12. I'd seen him as high as ranked, like number six or seven before his last few outs, but the last few times he's been losing. So uh, Uriah Hall has retired from uh, MMA, folks. So uh, he gave us one of the most vicious knockouts in uh, all of tough history. And speaking of tough, we had some tough finales this past Saturday. Uh, and then, uh, on that same card, Jamal Hill had a nice win, beats Tiago Santos. Jamal Hill, who was ranked number 10 in that division, is now ranked. Did he, let's see, I pulled up the new rankings here. Uh, Jamal Hill moved up four spots, is now ranked number six as he beat Tiago Santos. Uh, Tiago falls all the way back to number nine. Uh, big win for Jamal Hills. He now has arrived and is in that, uh, you know, upper echelon of, uh, you know, in that light heavyweight. The problem is for him, I don't know. I don't know where he, who he fights above him. I'd like to see him and Dominic Reyes. That would be a good fight as uh, Reyes <clears throat> hasn't fought in a while, but he's ranked number seven. Uh, also uh, on that same card, Def Neal versus uh, Vincent Luque. Jeff Neal had a huge knockout. Look, that was the best Jeff Neal we've ever seen in the UFC. Uh, Jeff Neal was ranked number 13 
Vincent Luque was ranked like number seven, but now Jeff Neal's moved up five, or I'm sorry, Vincent Luque was ranked like six. Uh, but now uh, with that big win, Jeff Neal moved up five spots, is now number ranked number eight. Vincent Luque falls down all the way to number nine. Uh, huge. So that was a huge win for Jeff Neal. He calls out Gilbert Burns. Uh, I'd like to actually see him fight uh, Jorge Masvidal, who actually is ranked below him now. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, that, so that was, I mean, Jeff Neal put it on, put it on Vincent Luque. Got a comment here. Uh, Kenny Miller, uh, obviously from Head Kicks and Haymakers. He said he, he brought the hands of steel for real. He did. He put it on Luque. Is now moved up in the rankings. So, I mean, it does make more sense for him to fight Gilbert Burns, who's coming off that loss at four and eight now. But uh, I still think I'd like to see the fight of Jeff Neal and uh, Jorge Masvidal. We got all into that on last Sunday's episode of Head Kicks and Haymakers. Before we get out of here, uh, oh, let's talk about this Saturday. This Saturday's uh, main event, Cheeto Vera versus Dominic Cruz. I mean, huge Bantamweight uh, fight. I mean, Cheeto Vera is ranked number five. Dominic Cruz ranked number eight. Cruz loses. This is it for him, I think. Uh, uh, his days as, you know, being a top guy would be over. Uh, he's got one last hurrah here. He beats Cheeto. He can, you know, claim that he deserves a maybe not a title shot, but maybe one fight away from a title shot. I think both of these guys are one win away from a title shot. Who wins this fight? Uh, Cheeto, if Cheeto beats Dom, you know, look. I could see them doing O'Malley versus Cheeto if O'Malley and Peter win, or maybe if Peter uh, beats O'Malley, do they give him back the champ, or maybe he fights Cheeto. Corey Sanhagen's got a fight coming up. Marab's got a fight coming up. So, I mean, that Bantamweight division's getting ready to kick off real strong, and Cheeto Vera, if he can get a nice win over here, Dominic Cruz, uh, I mean, that title fight's in October. He could claim maybe he, he deserves a title shot. He's been on quite the run. Uh, but, uh, Kenny and Craig, I will not be on Sunday's head kicks and haymakers, but Kenny and Craig will be holding down the fort folks. So make sure you can, you, you, uh, tune in for them this Sunday, right here on the Bodkins channel or let's talk sports channel, whatever channel you're doing, whatever channel you're watching us on, uh, make sure you're checking out the head kicks and haymakers. Uh, that'll be happening this Sunday, about seven o'clock, uh, central time zone. There will be no Bodkin show, uh, either on Sunday night. Uh, we'll be out of town, be coming back. Uh, so, but I will be back on the Bodkins and Buffoons. Uh, <laughs> I will be back on, uh, Monday on Buffoon and Bodkins, and then I'll be back here Wednesday morning, uh, doing our weekly wrap up with everybody. Uh, Kenny's got one more comment, leaving us to fight the battle alone. Exactly. Uh, hopefully they can hold down the show. I mean, it won't be probably as good. No, I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, with them two guys, uh, holding it down uh doing everything that they can do talking all things i'll probably try to tune in and stop by uh so i might try to try i'm going to try to make an appearance there on sunday morning you know just to uh say hey make sure that the uh you know train is still on the tracks and you know get some views and tune people are tuning in so hey i hope everybody has a great rest of the week uh again do me a favor folks uh click that uh nice little subscribe button be a friend Tell a friend, subscribe, share to a friend, uh, you know, people helping people. That's what I'm all about, folks. 
if you're watching this or if you got a podcast, shoot me a message. Uh, I'll subscribe to you. Uh, try to help you out. If you ever need me to come on a show, you know, whatever we can do, trying to grow this thing, grow with everybody. That's what we're all about here at the Bodkin Show. Let's talk sports. Make sure you're watching, subscribe, and Dan's doing great things. Tanner and the Buffoon boys are doing great things as well. Uh, a lot of big things coming. We are on Spotify and iTunes. I didn't even, this whole show, I didn't even have one dang ticker going, but uh, the ticker, that's my bad. That's because Kenny's not here running the show for me, uh, clicking all the buttons. But hey, uh, appreciate it. Uh, this I'm going to hit the old outro button, and uh, we're going to get out of here, folks. Y'all have a good rest of the week. I'll catch you back on Monday, Buffoon and Bodkins, and then right here, uh, the Bodkin Show Weekly Wrap-Up on Wednesday. Again, check out Head Kicks and Haymakers. Kenny and Craig are going to hold down the fort for us. We'll see y'all when we see y'all. Have a blessed week, y'all.